0: legend has it he was in front of a convenience store hanging out with his cousins having a good time and a white woman walked out of the store and he thought she was pretty and he said (whistles) bye baby not realizing that he had just made a fatal mistake four days later four days later a group of adult white men burst into this family's home and snatched a 14-year-old boy out of bed in front of his family that was powerless to stop them, and he was never seen alive again. His name was Amit <laughs> Listen living, listening to Synchronous
1: sick
2: and wrong yes you listen to the sick, the sick and wrong the world source for antisocial commentary god what a bunch of scumbags good evening welcome to sick and wrong the world source for antisocial commentary one of your hosts e simon hey oh there it's me harrison oh. harrison i have to say yeah. my heart goes out to the uk this week why my heart goes out to them. I feel for them. I feel for the Limeys mm-hmm. right now. Um, not only did they have to deal with a visit from our orange-faced schmuck of a president uh-huh. here this whole week and watch him like, be disrespectful towards the Queen, and then they had to organize a massive protest, but the day after he leaves, they lose to Belgium for third place in the World Cup. I mean, it's amazing Are that they got so far. Are you me that if you went to England,
3: you would be respectful to the Queen?
2: You know, I, but you know, if I was a dig, if I was a diplomat or if mm. I was like a, a you know, a, a person from our government and I was me, the queen, I would at least be, you know, kind of respectful of, of their customs. Nah. What would you I'd, just be like? Fuck I'd be like you, fucking bitch. King Ralph, you know, just like playing the piano in my underwear
3: and stuffing Big Macs in my mouth and drinking just fart fucking fart and Jack cup Jackie your hand and, yeah, and just <laughs> like
2: blow it in her face. My word. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but I, but anyway, I, I mean, it's do. like you have Trump sitting here. <laughs> did you see the walk with the Queen when he was walking with the Queen?
3: It, are, are, you, are you reciting prog rock
2: lyrics right now? No, but did, I'm that video that Walked was going viral when he was walking with the Queen. Did you walk with um yeah yeah yeah. i saw the fucking thing so uh, the guy left the guy left the lady waiting for like 12 minutes Mm -hmm. the queen's just sitting there waiting for him 94 year old lady 92 year old lady however old she is and he left her waiting for like 20 minutes he finally goes and shows up and he's walking Mm -hmm. in front of her which you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to do and then he looks around he can't even find her and then Mm -hmm. she like kind of sort of shoes him out of the way i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's almost something out of like a naked gun movie I mean, it's ridiculous. And she's drunk, too. Uh, well, I would be having yeah. to deal with that. She's always drunk. And then Prince Charles and William were like, we're not even meeting the guy. Yeah. We're not even going to meet him. Mm. And, uh, and so, so England had to deal with that. Very next day, they lose to Belgium. Mm. So they didn't place in the World Cup. I mean, they did amazing in the World Cup, but they didn't place. And you when you Insult lose, to injury.
3: When you lose to Belgium, you know Good what I mean? team. I mean. But yeah. But it's Belgium. I know. It is right? Belgium. You know?
2: Yeah, it's just it's it's like rubbing salt on the wound. Yeah, but like I, the
3: like the Nazis invaded them when they were having a smoke break. You know, <laughs> like they're <laughs> like
2: uh, losing to Belgium. It's not a proud moment in any. In I any I nation. really wanted to see England versus mm. France. Like that's a game yeah. I would have watched just because oh. that's like one for the ages. Didn't happen.
3: Hundred years of war, baby. Yeah, would
2: have been great. Boop, boop, but anyway, Trump's there mm. this, this past week, and I gotta say, hell of a protest. You guys know how to pull off a protest. They had that baby Trump blimp flying around. I would've liked, would liked it to be a bit larger, but hey. They even, they even took that blimp to Scotland and flew it around in Scotland. Who made that blimp is what I'd like to know. You know I think it was like crowdsourced. Mm. And, uh, and the, uh, the mayor of London was like, yeah, fly that blimp. Let's get it up there, because he hates Trump. And he right. was like, yeah, let's get that blimp up there. Well, because Trump's always dissing that guy. Well, Trump said that yeah. uh, he's never felt so unwelcome in a country. Hmm. And it's like, you know what? That means you won, England. You did good. You did good. My hat's off to you. And I got to say, the protest signs were classic. Okay. Just classic Anglo protest signs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, we have protest signs here. Some are pretty funny. Usually they're just kind of, I don't, don't want to say just callous, but they're just sort of sort of unimaginative. Just hmm. like, dumb Trump. Like, there'll be a sign. Yeah. Or Trump's an asshole. That'll be a sign. The English, I think, actually puts some creativity behind it. So here's one of my favorites. Super callous, narcissistic, sexist Nazi POTUS. Mm. That's all one sign. It's a lot to fit on a sign. It's pretty good. Um bugger off. That that kind of seems normal. That's here. why are we even giving that airtime? Keep your tiny, okay. groping, racist hands off our NHS. So I mean I can understand Shrug. that. Shrug. I don't think that's that bad. Someone Whatever. made a big bronze middle finger. It's huge, mm. though. It's like bigger than a truck. Yeah, I gotta say. And then uh, Trump is a tosser. Obviously, Trump wears this. This one's just harsh. Trump wears poorly tailored suits. Like yeah. that, that's what someone's holding up a, a sign. Okay. Could you imagine having that? And then in Scotland, mm. it's uh, you know they're they're coming out here saying racist, misogynist, mm. disabledist, climate change denying, narcissistic, philistine, shite bag. Okay. Yeah, there's the Scottish there. Um, a lot of signs are saying "utter ba bag." I love I love how they say that ba bag. Yeah, b a w bag. Um, Too much shite for one wee sign. That's that's great. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, even little kids were out there with signs. I I thought you were going to
3: say Lil' Kim.
2: No, that would would even be better if they had Lil' Kim. So anyway, all in all, I got to say I was impressed with the protest. So so even though you lost to Belgium, Mm. even though you had to deal with Trump disrespecting your queen, you still got it in the end with the signs and the baby blimp. I don't know. I don't know if I envy you or if I am confused.
3: But I feel like you still have like the dewy-eyed, you know... uh, attitude of a fresh resistor from I don't know February 2017 or something me or the you no I've you know I've I've given up I've resigned there's nothing yeah it doesn't matter I'm just quietly plotting my fucking rampage (laughs) you know my inevitable rampage like I'm just like this is the way things are now and you know
2: Now, I've, I've resigned myself to the fact that we're screwed, dude. I mean, he's, he's going to, he's going to appoint another Supreme Mm -hmm. Court justice. Mm -hmm. We're screwed. It's irrevocable. It doesn't matter. However, Mm -hmm. I gotta say, it's like, you know, England pulled off a hell of a protest. They had like Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of people out in the street. It's like, when have they ever protested another country's president?
3: I don't
2: know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I gotta say, I was like, hey, it reminded me of February 2017 when everyone had their pussy hats on.
3: Yeah, and we all you know? know what good that did. Yeah, nothing. Really,
2: <laughs> really showed him all this,
3: thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean,
2: this whole week has been rather puzzling. Trump Trump went on to say the European Union is our mm. foe. Mm. Um, he's, you know, he's meeting with uh, with Putin. It's just the guy is so puzzling. And even mm. more puzzling is uh this week... The government decided to reopen the Emmett Till slaying. Yeah, that is interesting. Why? That interested me. You know, well, uh, we'll get to that in a second, but it's like, mm. what are the motivations of the Trump administration to reopen this case that's more than 60 years old? Well, that's assuming that, you know, uh, Trump
3: himself, like it's the well, Justice Department. Jeff Sessions, Department. Yeah. Jeff Sessions behind ju-
2: it. Trump had to know about it.
3: Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean... We don't know like who's actually behind it. Obviously, Jeff Sessions signed off on it. Um, so I'm sure he had a reason to sign off on it. Although the way things are going with that guy, who the fuck knows what he's thinking? Because it's like Trump hates so him. Looking. You know, the left hates him. Everybody hates him. Like
2: everybody hates him. Now, and he's a th- creepy looking dude. Yeah. And he, and, but you, I just question, do you think there's some kind of political motivation behind it? Kind of like all those string of pardons that Trump is throwing out. He pardoned Jack Johnson, the boxer. You, I, you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that. I mean, from a, Jack Johnson was the first black heavyweight boxer, and I guess he was convicted in 1913 for violating a Jim Crow law um, of transporting white women across state lines. So Trump, I'm going to pardon you.
3: Am I not allowed to transport white women across state lines?
2: Well, back, if you're a black guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, in 1913. All huh. right. But apparently, okay, like, Sylvester Stallone and Lennox See, Lewis thing, were like, hey, can you pardon that guy? Because a celebrity
3: probably came up to him and asked, you know what I
2: mean? It, 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 with Kim, Kim Kardashian, it's
3: like, if a celebrity comes up to him and asks him to do something, he'll be like, sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I Because he thinks, like... I don't if, think he cares.
3: If you're famous and you're on t- television, that means you have, like, more value
2: than Gandhi or something, you know, in his mind, so... But I, I think, personally, I don't think Trump really gives a shit. Okay. I, do you think he gives a shit about Emmett Till? And whether justice I was, served. I honestly
3: don't think he's like, uh, I, I, in on the fucking day-to-day business of Emmett Till. I don't think. He I even bet you Trump is like it. Emmett who? It's the
2: Justice Department. <laughs> like they don't have to run everything by him. Who names their kid Emmett? That's a uh, stupid name. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's I'm sure what probably happened is the uh, the family family members of Till or something, mm-hmm. you know, lobbied the the Justice mm-hmm. Department. They reopened the case, and mm-hmm. the Sessions like, yeah, sure, here you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, there's some huge political motivation behind it. But if they do end up like retrying the case and, I don't know, coming to solving the case or whatever they end up doing, Trump will take credit for it. They're not going to – I mean, everybody's They're dead. They're not going to solve it. Everyone's yeah. dead. But, I yeah. mean, if they can find other people who are you know, associated with it and somehow try them for some type of crime, mm. I don't know. Whatever they end up finding out from reopening the investigation – I guarantee Trump will take credit for it. And his administration will be like, see, we do, we love black people. We just saw the Emmett Till case. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, I mean, of course he would, why, you know. So anyway, know. it is curious though, because, yeah. you know, I, I remember reading about Emmett Till in school, right. but I never really, I just kind of thought he was like the black kid that whistled at a woman, a white woman, right? Right. But apparently Emmett Till was from Chicago. Yes. And he was down in Mississippi at this time. Which, even back then, 1955, it's like Chicago still had racism, but it was like night and day to the South, you know. Um, South might as well just still own slaves, like they're so racist. (laughs) So anyway, Emmett Till was was, uh, visiting family, and I guess he was with his cousins, and uh, one of his cousins kind of, he just sort of was like a kid. He's 14 years old. He decides, like, do you dare me to whistle at that white girl? And they're like, yeah. So he whistled at this white woman. Who uh, was walking out of a store, and that's how it all started. Right. So she told her husband they were white trash, and they ended up just going in. Actually, I mean it's pretty brutal what they did to the kid. But they like pulled him out of bed at like two a.m. and then like took him to a car where she was sitting in the car. This woman, Carol Dobson, sitting in the car, and they're like, "Was this a kid?" And she's like, "Yeah." Then they beat him to a bloody pulp and like threw a like a weight on him and just mm. threw him in a river. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. So this past week. The federal government, and that shit happened
3: all the time in the oh, South yeah, back yeah. then. I think it was it was mainly that it got attention because his mother went to the newspaper and the Chicago, whatever the paper is, it, Chicago, Chicago, yeah, the Chicago the Tribune, put his face on the cover of the newspaper, and he had like a you know,
2: well, a she didn't fresh even, face. but she didn't even touch up that like they didn't even do any uh, like makeup on the face. Yeah, yeah, I mean it it's like all, he looked like a yeah, bloodied yeah, yeah. alien. Yeah. You know, with a crushed um, skull. So yeah, I think it was
3: that it got publicized for the first time like this shit happens all the time.
2: Well I think also it's like, you know, in the in the, the, the states like the northern states, mm. like in the Union, they they finally saw like the actual the reality of the violence that people were facing all the time. Right. And then yeah, it inspired the civil rights movement. So the the government decided to reopen its investigation of the slaying of Emmett Till just this past week uh, due to receiving new information. So mm. the case was closed officially in 2007, with authorities saying the suspects are dead, mm. and a state grand jury said we're not going to file any new charges. I mean, it's like sixty years ago. They, that's the thing. What what are they really going to find now? Right? Can they like? Can they somehow like? charge the relatives of the people who committed the murder? Like, somehow would be like, well, you're guilty by being a relative. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think yeah. you can do that. Would well, you I, see that... I uh, don't
3: think you can do that.
2: Did you see that video this week of the, uh, those teenagers in Alabama just driving around doing a Facebook live being like, yeah, we're going to go shoot some N-words. No, I did not see so, that. Yeah, it's like, they, they have guns in the car. They're cruising around. I, it seems like they might have been joking. Regardless, idiots. They post a video on Facebook Live cops arrested them and now it's like hate crime. Was it a YouTube prank or something? What the fuck? I mean they're on yeah. like Facebook Live and they're driving around thinking they're funny Good like God. some teenagers. Yeah. But it, that's what I'm saying, the mentality mm. is still there. Right. You know, it's not like, you know, we're a progressive country. <laughs> it's like, you know, no, I think racism is just as bad as it was back then. Um the federal report here Uh, sent annually to lawmakers under a law that bears Till's name, does not indicate what this new information might be. However, uh, last year, a book was was published called The Blood of Emmett Till. Hmm. And this book, the author here says a key figure in the case, Carol Dobson, the woman who was whistled at, um, acknowledged lying about events preceding the slaying of the 14-year-old youth. Yeah, that happened like recently, right? Well, yeah. She acknowledged in a 2008 interview that she wasn't truthful when she testified that Till grabbed her. Christ. She said she lied. Hmm. And uh, she says she wasn't truthful when he grabbed her, whistled, and made sexual advances at a store in 1955. Now, everyone says the whistle happened. How There's old was
3: he again? He 14.
2: Was, right. Okay. He was a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. You know? Um, two white men. Donham's then-husband, Roy Bryant, and his half-brother, J.W. Milam, were charged with murder, but acquitted in the slaying of Till. Um, the men later confessed to a crime in a magazine interview, com- laughing about it, but they were never retried. Double jeopardy. J.W. Milam sounds like a guy
3: with a, like a handlebar mustache that has his own soap. <laughs> that you buy in the store. J. W. J. W. Milam. J w
2: Milam's brand soap, soap, <laughs> soap for white people. Mm. Um, but anyway, they're they're both dead now, so obviously they right. can't be retried. But this trial is just a travesty. Mm. And, uh, you know, I never, I mean, I was reading about it now because I was like, never really heard about it. But uh, yeah, so when they were tried on murder charges in Sumner, Mississippi, it's not like they were tried in Chicago. They were tried in Mississippi, um, black and blacks. And white women were barred from serving on juries. So the panel was just made up of a dozen white men. Mm. So that's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, during the five-day trial, uh, one of uh, Moses Wright, who is uh, Emmett Till's uncle, risked his life by taking a stand to identify the two men. Like he pointed to them. Uh, but the jury didn't really care. They cleared him completely of murder. Just mm. after 67 minutes of deliberation. In fact... The, they some people that were at the trial how the, uh, recalled how the jurors were laughing about it, giving thumbs up to the two defendants. Wow. Even the defendants were laughing. Like Nobody took it seriously. Mm. It was just a, it was a farce. Yeah. And then uh, five months after the pair was acquitted, they were paid three grand for an interview with Look Magazine, in which they unabashedly confessed to pistol whipping Emmett's uh, face and then eventually killing him. Um, They bragged about the slaying, knowing that the double jeopardy clause would protect them from being charged with murder. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like it's yeah, it's it's a complete travesty of justice. It also
3: protected um, Ashley Judd in the film Double Jeopardy from what? What was she from being being charged with murder twice? Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I I saw it, I have no memory of it.
2: But I can, I I can guarantee you that's what happened, you know, based on the title alone. So, so. the way you know the murder, the way the murder went down. It, it's kind of crazy. Like he had been with his I guess so Emmett Till, 14 years old, was with his uh cousin and they were just like playing cards or whatever, dice outside uh outside the store. And so his cousin like when uh when when carolyn the white woman walked out uh emmett Till's like you know i bet you, I, you dare me to whistle at her and they're just like oh my god you're not gonna do that are you and so he did it and they're all like shocked mm. and the the woman's face like she was even shocked you know what i mean and and so she went immediately home told her husband about this and then yeah dude that night they abducted him from the home where he was staying. Like at 2 a.m., they came in, just pulled him out of bed. He was beaten and shot, and his body was found weighed down with a cotton gin fan, in the Tallahatchie River. Hmm. And a couple kids found him with a, uh, a couple kids found him with, like with his feet sticking out of the water, and so his body was shipped back to Chicago. But his murder was thrust in the national spotlight when his mother insisted his body be displayed in a glass-topped casket in Chicago's South Side. The Tallahatchie River. The Tallahatchie River. Didn't Billy Joe McAllister jump off that bridge? Is that the guy in Green Day? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I wish he would I'll have jumped be, off yeah, that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if this happened, actually, <laughs> if it was the guy in Green Day that this happened to instead of Emmett Till, I don't yeah. think I'd reopen the case. No, I'd be definitely. like, all right, well, thank you. You're doing a, a, a service to mankind. Yeah. You know, we don't have to listen to another Green Day song. But man, could he ironically wear a necktie, that guy? I tell you. <laughs> hey. So, she wanted the world to see mm. the horrific consequences that racism could have. So, she refused to have a mortician even touch up the kid's face. Mm. It was so swollen and mutilated that it looked like a waxed mask. Yes. And so, yeah, more than 50,000 mourners paid in to see their respects, and the, uh, the sickening photos were published all over the place. So, I think that, if you think about it, that is probably what inspired the civil rights movement. It's like a, who could not be you know, completely angered by the sight of a 14 year old boy? His face smashed in
3: yeah I mean that's I, I I was watching I think it was on Netflix Dave chappelle's uh, comedy special and he he talks about it for a little bit and he he says that you know if she hadn't lied it probably would have set back the civil rights movement quite a bit you know yeah time-wise. I mean see
2: so, yeah, if she had mm-hmm. but yeah I mean maybe if if they weren't convicted if they didn't mm-hmm. murder him or if they mm-hmm. uh, didn't or if they were actually convicted of the murder mm-hmm. Then it probably wouldn't have been uh, seen as much of a travesty. It probably right. wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Yeah. But even I was reading this another stat here. Uh, more than two months after the, after Emmett's death, Rosa Parks refused to give refused to give up her seat in the front of the bus mm. in Montgomery, Alabama. She said, "I thought of Emmett Till," mm. and when the bus driver ordered me to move back, I just said no. So if she didn't do this, mm. that might not even inspired the uh, the origin of the NWCp. Mm. So who knows? I mean, maybe in the end, his death you know, actually did bring something good. But I don't know. Um, so there's uh, details that have come out about actually what happened. And so when uh, when Carolyn Bryant, that was her name at the time, now her name's Donham. She went back to her maiden name. She's like an 84-year-old lady now. But when she was interviewed in uh, 2007, uh, they asked her, like, what, what exactly happened? Um, she's still alive? still alive and they the uh, like the reporter who uh, was from ABC News or got the story tried to ask her a question they just wouldn't to talk to the press huh. but apparently so Donna when she was interviewed uh, by the FBI in 1955 she she said or they asked her so what did you say when he grabs your hand and this is a trial transcript mm-hmm. she said how about a date baby Brian said she pulled away. Moments later, the young man caught her at the cash register, grasping her around the waist with both hands and pulling her toward him. He said, what's the matter, baby? Can't you take it? This kid's a a 14-year-old kid. Mm. What's the matter, baby? Can't you take it? Brian also told her, you don't need to be afraid of me, claiming that um, he had done things with white women before. Mm. And uh, the judge ruled that testimony was uh, inadmissible. And all the jury freed her husband the other man after that so now she's claiming what she said that day never happened Hmm. so none of that ever happened how about a date baby or grabbing or anything like that I think all it was is the kid whistled and that's why he died Hmm. or was murdered so you know what's weird I feel like we're in a
3: time right now where if that if what we're talking about if it happened like last month I feel like people would be like, oh, they shouldn't have killed that boy. But they'd be like, you know, but he shouldn't have whistled at her.
2: I honestly, Wait, you I really, honestly you think, believe this. You think that would happen here in California? Or you're saying in the I'm South? I'm saying, well, you know. Like if this happened in today a, in the South.
3: If any story makes national news, it's in the public eye, right? I'm saying like, like, for instance, Trayvon Martin, let's say, for instance, right? That happened in Florida, but... Oh yeah, it was a yeah, nationwide uh, yeah, uh, saying, news story. I'm not, I'm not predicting outcomes of trials. I'm just saying the public, uh, the general public view would be well, you'd have a lot of people going like, well, he shouldn't have
2: whistled. I think, I think you'd, the general public would decry what happened, but I think there'd be people on Fox News yeah. that would be like, well, he probably shouldn't have whistled at mm. this older woman. I mean, it's disrespectful. Yeah, like I could see Fox and Friends trying to sit there and talk. Well, he kind of brought it on himself, yeah. but I think generally the public would be outraged. I think be more people than you
3: think would would be would be on the fence about it. Honestly,
2: God, yeah, sitting there just <laughs> trying really to do. determine whether or not a whistle is out of line. Yeah, wow. So uh when the author of, the, of this book here... You know, this book actually does sound kind of interesting. I might have to check it out. But the author of this book, Timothy B. Tyson, um, actually interviewed Carolyn Donham. The book's called The Blood of Emmett Till. Um, he said the author wrote that Donham told him her testimony wasn't exactly true. She said nothing that boy did could ever justify what happened to him. Hmm. So obviously, uh, she feels some type of regret you know, in this, in this case. But I guess my question is, what's, what's the outcome here? Is this just kind of like a dog and pony show? I mean, so you reopen this case, maybe because the family, the family probably heard about the book, found out that she recanted her statement or said that she lied. And then now, what, what's, what are they going to prove? Like, I just don't understand what can happen. Like, what's the outcome? Yeah, it's a good question
3: i don't really know i mean like if the public record i mean what what can they possibly change in the public record you know i don't i mean no really one sure no one was ever charged i mean they with could anything. convict dead people of violation of civil rights or something because that's what they used to do when like um you know all those guys in the south killed the um what are the, the people on the bus the freedom riders what do they call oh yeah those people? yeah Was yeah. it Freedom Riders I, I think like they were the Freedom Riders yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they killed I don't know a few black people and a couple of you, white college kids or something like that and they couldn't convict them in local courts down south so what would happen all the time is the federal government would charge the people with violation of civil rights even like posthumously uh, I don't think I don't know if it's ever been done posthumously but that's what they used to do to people living people yeah yeah, yeah. and then they go to prison for like five years or something but
2: maybe you charge a, a dead well, person well, I don't what, know I mean if Trump is Subway. pardoning dead people yeah you know for unlawful mm-hmm. crimes mm-hmm. then can't you also convict dead people for the for the murder of someone can they retry these two dead men these dead murderers no, but they could charge them with violation of civil rights. But I mean, what? So what? Just in in the a symbolic victory. I don't symbolic, know. yeah. I, mean, I just wonder what would yeah. happen. Like, a, it's like, a, yeah. can they now go back yeah. and be like, you know what? We're actually going to mm. re, We're going to try this whole case again, mm. and uh, we'll have stand-ins for the dead people. Mm. I mean, I don't really know what will what will happen from it. Mm. I I kind of feel it's like a PR move. Yeah. It's like, no, we really do care about black people. Well, I mean, basically, I, I honestly don't think
3: Trump, I'd be surprised if he wasn't even aware that this was happening, um, because I mean, it is Justice Department. He, doesn't, he isn't involved in the everyday activities of the Justice Department. But I mean, part of the, the, the you know- Unless it has pri- to do with the witch hunt. Part of the pri- right. Part of the privilege <laughs> of being president and any president is like this. It doesn't matter if it's Trump or fucking Obama or whoever. Uh, you get to, if something goes right, you get to take credit for it, even if you have nothing to do with it. And if something goes wrong, you fire somebody. Yeah, and you fire somebody. So it's like, <laughs> you know, so, he doesn't even need to be aware of these things. He could just take credit for things if they go right.
2: I just feel like he's going to be like, see NFL players, you don't need mm-hmm. to get on your knee. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw the Emmett Till case. That was all me. I'm winning. I, I see him just doing something like that
3: one what, what of the I, I, and for some reason this has been in my head every now and then for like the past few days what Emmett Till? no not Emmett Till um, <laughs> just an injustice occurred yeah. in 1955 I can't sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah I use it I use it to delay orgasm what the fuck I have not been thinking
2: of, no. so wait famous civil rights slaying is how you didn't de- you delay your ejaculation
3: <laughs> no it's that so would work. It's puppies playing baseball and um, uh, woman being spit roasted by uh, Scott Stapp and Kid Rock.
2: Eh, yeah, it's a little more descriptive. Yeah. I I just do like different scenes of Seinfeld.
3: Oh, like Seinfeld okay. characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for Elaine.
2: Elaine's kind of hot. She,
3: she had a thing, but she had that like terrible hair and fashion of the nineties. You know,
2: I know. But if you were thinking about her mm. and like your. Having sex, you she's get, like hotter now to yeah. me than she was then for some reason. Yeah. Um, very 90s looking, yeah, yeah. It's dated, what but about I, Jerry? Is he more attracted to you now than he was back <laughs> in the <90s? laughs> No, he he looks a little ghoulish now,
3: you know. Those features don't didn't age very well. He,
2: he looked to me like a senator, oh, yeah, like, a, like I don't know, like one of the senators that was like screaming at that FBI agent, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but wait, what were we talking about? Oh, right, no, in my head is um. Just Trump every now and then. Remember in that rally he had where he's like, "There he is. There's my African American.
2: <laughs> like in the there's my African American yeah. supporter. My it's like African- the American. one black guy. Yeah. Like yeah. he. Co- I don't know. But it's th- amazing just... about. There's just something amazing about that. Well, I just um, see him taking credit. Yeah. It's exa- exactly what you said. Yeah. If, if something comes to fruition, he'll take credit for it. If nothing happens or if something negative comes out of it, he's mm-hmm. going to be like, yeah, you're fired, Sessions. Yeah, I mean, that's... Why'd you, know, you waste our time? That's par for the course. Uh, but you know, one, one interesting thing, and then we got to move on here, is so you know the senator who was elected instead of that child molester in Alabama? Right?
3: Doug Jones. Doug
2: Jones, yes. Yeah, not Doug Jones from uh, Hellboy movies. You know the guy that played the fish guy. Um, oh, the yes, okay, yeah, that, yeah. not that Doug Jones. Yeah, yeah, this sure. is the guy that actually beat the pedophile okay. in Alabama. I thought it was going to be here. like uh, his name's Abe Sapien D. Yeah, but <laughs> the actor's name. <laughs> What's wrong Jones. with you? Okay, yeah. Uh, so Senator Doug Jones from Alabama introduced yeah. legislation this week that would make the government release information about unsolved civil rights killings. Mm. Uh, he said the Till killing or any other case. Likely wouldn't be covered by this legislation if authorities were actively investigating. However, um, he's like, he said there's a lot of information out there, and this would be an order for materials to be released. Mm. So, you know, maybe there will be justice for some of these unsolved murders. How? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Necromancy? Just, no, I mean, what I'm saying yeah. is like they'll they'll actually, I think what they'll do is they'll convict yeah. these people posthumously and maybe bring dishonor to the family's name. I don't know. Okay. Call these people out so the family, uh, you know, I'm sure. It sounds more of like a Chinese thing, but. Well, you yeah. know what? Uh, like mm. I, I was reading about uh, J.W. Milam and Roy Bryant. I mean, th- mm. these people are kind of white trash. Sure. I mean, they're really? very poor. Yeah, like they weren't like surprises me. They weren't like middle class, you know, uh, Mississippians. Yeah, but I'm sure there were some people who were involved in the KKK or whatever that were like prominent members of society. So it's like even though you know Grandpa died, you know we find out actually, well, Grandpa murdered a bunch of black people, hung up in trees. So we're going to ruin his uh, legacy. Okay, you know maybe remove his name from a school or Hmm. a court building. I see so or we'll tear down your statues there buddy <laughs> but yeah so that's, that's what I'm saying I don't know if anything will come, come out of it I doubt anything will come out of it but mm. who knows uh, the book people is called The Blood of Emmett Till and uh, yeah it sounds like an interesting read so uh, maybe go check it out people's episode 643 here is sick and wrong we have news stories coming up next and uh, we have phone calls after that but first here's a word about our Patreon page
3: Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sick and wrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow.
2: That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here um, has to do with a, it has to do with patricide. Patricide.
3: Patricide. That's a great
2: name for a metal band. Patricide. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there isn't a metal band named Patricide. Yeah, I am too. You know? I could see it like a, Christian, like a band like Striper. Mm. You know, like a Christian metal band being called Patricide. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Anyway. That's, uh, that would be very un-Christian. I guess it wouldn't be killing your father. It violates at
3: least two commandments, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: a woman killed her father after discovering his child porn photos of herself and kept it a secret for 12 years. So, I think the lesson learned here just from the get-go, hide your porn stash better. Wait, you mean she saw it and then she waited 12 years to kill him? No, she saw oh. it, killed him, and then uh, hid the body for like 12 years. I see. Yeah, getting ahead of ourselves. So, in January 2006, Barbara Coombs was gardening at her father's home in Manchester, England. Uh, when she went inside the house and found a box of photographs... Just sitting on the dining table. So that that's mistake number one. You know, that that's one thing. Like, I guess nowadays I don't really have porn laying about. But do you remember when you like in the nineties when you had, you know, a few magazines, some videos? Yeah. I kept that shit hidden really well. I did too. Because I lived yeah. with girlfriends. Or my mom. You know, it's like or my parents. It's like I don't want them finding it's not like I'm gonna have like a box of porn just sitting there open on my bedroom floor. Like I had it like you know, hidden in a secret compartment in the in the frame of my bed. Oh, so okay. you could open it up and this like inside there was my, you know, hustlers and swanks. You know, honestly, the last time I had, you know, I had a DVD
3: in the early aughts. I had a couple porn DVDs, but I switched over to digital like when I went to college. I didn't think I, I'd never had, you know, I did had you have magazines in high college? school. No. So
2: how did how, you switch to digital then? like it's complicated did you jack off at the computer lab no <laughs> i think computer lab. i mean i was
3: i was you know i was young i was a young man so like i i i, th- I told you what i did a lot of the times well, you pictures your grandma you, well no, no, <laughs> no you did say did. that i never did that <laughs> i got the photo this was later on in life i thought you said it gave you like a semi erection or something yeah i, I a little bit. I got the photo. I never masturbated to it. <laughs> but I took it in in the, you know, what, like maybe I'll masturbate to this.
2: Okay, so yeah. maybe for the spank bank. You sure. You just kept it. Okay, yeah. well, that makes
3: sense. You never know. Um, you never know when you need to transgress, you know, societal <laughs> mores on a whim, you know. Um, but, uh, no, would just be like there'd be a magazine in the bathroom. You know, Maxim or fucking there was there was this weird magazine that was kind of like Vice, but it wasn't Vice. It's not around anymore.
2: And uh, they had the the chick from Guar. Oh, they had, had a Tra- Yeah, the There was a picture of yeah. her, and that that and that did it. Yeah, was she even nude?
3: No, no, no. She was just you know.
2: I think you're a creative masturbator. I'm sure I you am. can masturbate a lot more. Like, you have a lot more options out there than me. I do. I think it's like, I want to be like, I could do it. I think I could jack off using a Playboy, but prefer to have a swank. Okay. You know, at the time. I what is swank? What is I don't know. It's like Hustler. Okay. I I, I actually preferred yeah. Hustler because Hustler had all those funny, like, parody stories. Yeah. You know, and it was just kind of a funnier magazine where swank was just straight porn. Hmm. You know, same with penthouse. But anyway, I had like maybe three magazines and one porn video, and that was about that was my porn stash. I okay. didn't have that much. Mm. And then when yeah, like when I, I think by the time I moved in with my girlfriend, I ended up unloading it. I think actually, I, I've told this story before. I took it and I put it in a park, like mm. a box full of my porn mags, just put it in a, like a in the in the woods behind our behind our apartment. Okay, because that's where you should find. That's where kids should find porn. Yeah. You know, which I don't think happens in this day and age. But anyway, the point of what I was trying to say is, yeah, you you conceal your stash. You don't just leave it out in the open, let alone a box containing photographs of naked children. Like, that's something you would definitely want to hide. Fuck. I wouldn't even want that anywhere near me. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if you go into your, like, roommate's room and he's got a box of naked Polaroids or Polaroids of naked children? Uh, Yeah. I don't even know what I would do. Um anyway, so uh while going through the photos. This is why I don't have roommates. This is why I haven't had roommates (laughs) for like twelve years, you know. While going through the photos, the fifty one year old uh Barbara Coombs here found explicit and indecent photos of children, including those of herself between the ages of five and nine. Jesus crow. Yeah, that's gotta be unnerving. From forty years earlier. Yeah, I mean these are old photos. The like she's 50. Yeah. Jesus why why did he have these photos out? Was I mean this is got I mean the guy's she's 51, the guy's got to be in his 80s. Yeah. Was he just having a steamy JO session or something?
3: <laughs> yeah
2: i don't know yeah, that is kind of maybe yeah i guess but maybe you're just like you forget them to, to, to put them back like deep underground where you have it hidden oh because you get you lose your memory a little bit you yeah get a he's got dementia or something yeah. hmm. that is kind of funny when uh like I, the other day i was i was looking for something <laughs> I'd, like in... to,
3: I'd like to know where you're going
2: with this <laughs> not about yeah. child porn but okay. i'm saying when you find old porn so like the other mm-hmm. day i hooked up a this old hard drive that I had and I found the closet that I haven't seen in a long time and it has like backups of my old iPhotos from like 10 years ago or whatever Mm -hmm. and there are pictures of like an ex-girlfriend from 2006 just like completely naked and I was just like watch, looking at this and I'm like I forgot these photos even existed. Yeah, I think I might masturbate. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like I mean it's been That's so long. Always <laughs>
3: such a pleasant surprise. Yeah, because that happens to me every now and then. I almost it's, want oh, a man. Facebooker
2: and be like, "You'll never yeah. believe what happened today. I just jacked off a picture from you from 2004."
3: I've had that same <laughs> fucking impulse, dude. I've honestly had the same impulse. Like, you know what? Hey, <laughs> hey, guess what? Get me drunk enough, I'll I'll admit to masturbating old <laughs> pictures of you. Absolutely but I'll stop myself usually because I'll be like you know what she doesn't need this text no, she's married right she's a yeah, kid yeah, yeah. now
2: does she really need to hear her? <laughs> like you dated her for a year in 2004 took a bunch of naked pictures that I still have mm. of course um, of course you always you know, yeah you can't what are you going to do with them delete them yeah no. some I lost you know sometimes mm-hmm. you lose them and it's like oof god <laughs> so after discovering the photos comes understandably upset uh, she grabbed a shovel that she had been gardening with, confronted her 87-year-old father, Kenneth Combs, who was just sitting in the living room of his house watching television. Mm. She struck him in the back of the head with a shovel. And when he turned to face her, she hit him a second time then used the sharp end of the tool to slit her father's throat and watched Ooh. him bleed to death. Mm. Sounds harsh, but uh, I think it's acceptable. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, the guy did have a box of naked children. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, She wrapped her father's body in a rug, dragged it to the garden, hid his body under a tree. Hmm. The next day, she ordered a metric ton of soil which she used to bury her father in the garden only meters away from the bedroom window. Uh Um, The body then lay there for 12 years, a secret that uh, she she didn't reveal to anyone, including her own family members. Hmm. Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. She lived in that home. So she lived and took, you know, pretty much her father's gone. So she just took over the home, mm. lived in the bedroom window, looking out two mirrors away. Father buried in the ground. Mm. It's like an Edgar Allan Poe story. It is. Yeah. Was it like a uh, was it cask of Amontillado or whatever? The guys buried in the wall. Telltale heart. Telltale heart. That's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, she has no conscience, so she doesn't care about it. However, I imagine there's probably years of abuse. Sure. They can uh, harden, your, harden one's, uh, one's uh, heart there.
3: Well, I, what I would be afraid of is like him coming out of the ground one night, you know? I just gave revenge? Uh, yeah, like well, evil but the what zombie. One thing,
2: how do you keep people from going near the body? Like, what, Did she just never have a dog? Like, I'd be worried a dog's going to go like dig up a hand or something. Yeah, what you want to do
3: is you want to actually bury the body fucking 12 feet in the ground. I would probably use
2: cement. And then you're good. Or something you know, like cement block. That, and that, then, that sure shit won't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something. Mm-hmm. Um, to explain her father's sudden disappearance to her family, she said that uh, he died in the hospital and arranged for his cremation. No funeral. Mm. Like even her own daughter was like, okay, he was cremated. That's fine. Wouldn't you be suspicious if your mom's like, oh yeah, so dad died, blood poisoning last night. We had him cremated. Bye dad. You know, you have no, you no longer have a father. Would you have a couple questions? Maybe, but it wouldn't be a big deal. You, you, wait, you wouldn't interrogate your mom about well, it? First of all, they're not—they don't—you
3: know—they're divorced and they've been divorced oh, well, since you're, fucking nineteen eighty-five. Well, okay, right? all right, all yeah. right.
2: Well, let's say your parents are still together. <laughs> okay, I would still—I would be like, okay. Well, actually, in this case, this was her grandfather. Yeah. So I would have been like, all right. Well, that's really weird. Where's Pep? pep? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'd want to know a couple I'd want to know some I'd, I'd want to know a couple details here about mm-hmm. the disappearance because it's just really odd to me that he died suddenly in the hospital and had him cremated and that's it like yeah. where are the ashes then yeah you know uh, but depends you know, on how
3: much you like the parent
2: you know I'm assuming this guy was a complete dick yeah like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino or something <laughs> it's just a complete asshole um neighbors assumed he had moved away or died and no one really reported him missing she cleared out all of his belongings from his house mm. and then lived there for the next 12 years with the de- with the corpse of her father buried two meters away from her window mm. it's weird um she also concealed his death from authorities while continuing to fraudulently claim more than one hundred eighty thousand pounds in uh welfare benefits mm. so that's how that's her mistake mm. i think she would have got away with this murder if she never uh fraudulently tried to like cash in on his uh social security
3: especially since um he probably never uh you know helped an Asian teenager um
2: survive gang dustups <laughs> you know or um you know were they Asian were they there' was some kind of weird like hamong or something they were Vietnamese or something like no, that yeah right? I think they're called hamong it's like a what is that? They're from Cambodia or something. It's like a certain group yeah. of people from Cambodia, but they all live in Detroit and have one area of Detroit. It's really weird. Hmm. H-M-O-N-G. Yeah, but they, they kind of look Asian. Well, he also, also helped him dust off a chip on his shoulder. Oh, he certainly did. Yeah. Showed him the uh, the error of his ways. Mm-hmm. Learned to expect, accept people. So Combs, then, uh, Combs now, 63, is arrested uh, and pled guilty to manslaughter by reason of diminished responsibility. What's Pre- his full name again? Preventing a lawful burial. Her name's Barbara Combs. No, the guy's name. Oh, Ken Combs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, not the guy. it's not the guy from Reanimator. For a second, I was like, oh, shit, <laughs>
3: Jeffrey Combs. No.
2: Um, a judge sentenced her to nine years in uh, jail. Uh, she told authorities that her father, who served as a mechanic during World War II, had mentally and sexually abused her for more than 40 years, mm. since the age of five. 40 years. That's 45 years. How how could you still be abused by your dad when you're like 38 years old? Like sexually. would you be like, no, you old fucking pervert. Fuck off. No, because they still have power, you know? I guess. He used her as a sex slave and raped her hundreds of times over the course of her life. So this guy definitely was an evil well, man. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. The whole premise
3: of the story is that she found the pictures, and it was so shocking that she had to kill him. I think
2: you know what why I would think? it be so shocking if he was fucking raping her every week? I think what happened yeah. is uh, he had raped her for a period of years, yeah. and she just repressed it. And then, like for a period of years, and then uh, she repressed it. And then when she saw these photos, it all came back to her, and she just lost it, it snapped. That's what I'm thinking is what happened. All right. Um, I mean that just that just sounds like a smart. Um, defense strategy in my opinion yeah maybe it's just weird to me that yeah. he abused her for more than 40 years since the age of five yeah that's she's like this. 51 yeah I mean, that's odd um, i mean is, we, like most people leave
3: yeah most like people would just, just leave. move away and just not hang out with him yeah, anymore Most people leave by age 18 in that situation so <laughs> um i don't know she said that's that a victim blame or anything but when
2: hey. she was between the ages of six and nine her father took her to a photography club and forced her to expose her genitals while men took photos of her, and he continued to abuse his daughter right up to the time he died. The fuck is a photography club? Yeah, I was—I was, I was going to ask you about that mm. because it seemed like something that you'd be a part of. A it, photography club—is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that like an English thing? It's like let's all uh, get together and hang out and take pictures of uh, naked ch- naked children.
3: Oh well, when I. I I do. It's just a hobby. Photography club is just a hobby you have, um, you know, at night while you're going to trade school
2: for a telegram (laughs) operators school, you know? Well, apparently uh, Jimmy Savile was the uh, head of the photography club. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. I'm joking. (laughs) But I wouldn't be surprised. Sure. It just seems like something that English people would do. Right. Like, yeah, photography club. We all get together and just take a bunch of pictures of things. Um, her attorney told the court that uh, the father might have been Kenneth might have been the father of her first child who died shortly after birth now there's something that's kind of getting into Fritzel territory Yeah, you know he's like fathering kids with her Uh, prosecutors acknowledge that she suffered a lifetime of abuse verbal, physical and potentially sexual at the hands of the deceased but they question her remorse for her actions and to be honest why would you be remorseful? yeah you know, I think it's like that guy had it coming to come into him. Mm. Uh, the judge said that she concealed her father's murder in, a, in an elaborate and careful way, and only confessed when the net around her became tighter and she kind of had to. Right. So because she had been uh, claiming benefits from her hundred eighty thousand dollars, which I think she kind of deserved to have some of those benefits. Mm. At least she got something good from her father.
3: Well, I think she her defense probably would have been easier if she had just killed him and then just. Gone to the authorities, yeah, right away. You know what I mean. I think that would have made. I, I mean, obviously, it's you want to try to not go to prison if you can. So I can
2: understand trying well, to cover it up. But I think if she killed him and hmm. just never and just stopped the social security, and been like, oh, he died. Yeah. But even then, I don't know if they would have looked into how it. How did they find the body? Uh, that's that's what happened. She was hmm. she was getting these payments, uh, and then uh, someone was like, oh, yeah, we noticed that we we're giving payments. We haven't seen the guy in twelve years. So we'd like hmm. to come over and just talk to him, see how he's doing. Hmm. And then they figured it out. And she actually went in and turned herself in. Hmm. So, anyway, she's, she has uh, nine years in prison for that, which seems to be kind of a severe uh, term for UK justice. Yeah.
3: yeah. UK anyway, justice. UK
2: justice. Mm. Rape kids. We give you uh, <laughs> two days probation, and uh, you're not allowed to watch BBC Three. You are hereby banished from photography club. <laughs> you are kicked out of Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they have photography club at Hogwarts. Yeah. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Well, woman
3: playing Fifty Shades sex game whispered, "Sorry, princess," into best friend's ear before plunging in knife.
2: Wow, that well, headline generates a lot of questions. Yeah, I was about to say, plunging in knife is as part of the sex game. Yeah, what is a 50 Shades sex
3: game? It, it's just BDSM. I don't know. They need to like dumb it down for your average, you know, housewife. Oh, that's the book I read two years ago when everyone read that book. I know what that is. Did you find yeah. that movie personally insulting? I didn't see the fucking movie.
2: No, I mean right? the whole idea of it. Oh, is that personally insulting? I didn't fucking invent, you know. Kink, yeah, but I mean, did, right? did you think it was giving like mocking something that you're into? I didn't think it was mocking. Or is it was expanding awareness. Maybe more people would be into it. I think it's, I, I mean, I, obviously I thought it was stupid. I thought it was a stupid,
3: like, you know, uh, in general and those kinds of things, it's like, oh, you know, when my mom is reading a book, generally it's time to get it. Because my mom was reading that book at but one your point. Your mom read Fifty Shades oh, of Grey? yeah. yeah. <laughs> did she ask you about it? Re- no, but I saw her reading it. <laughs>
2: Harrison, aren't yeah. you into this this thing with the, the blindfolds and the feathers? Usually, that means it's like time to get out of something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, Mom, we're not having this conversation. Like when you start saying "on
3: fleek," it's <laughs> the kids know to stop to stop using it. Uh, but I mean, it's kind of a thing where you want if more people are aware of it and open to it and into it, it only really helps me.
2: Yeah, well, that, I, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like I imagine now you have more people to be. You don't need to be suggestible with them. You can be just kind of be like pull out some handcuffs and be like, "Sweet." Yeah. Rather than before, didn't you have to like cajole them into it? Yeah, I had
3: to like I had to like enroll them in a class.
2: Give them a Kit Kat from your van. <laughs> <laughs> here, I, kid. I had
3: to teach a uh, um, uh, online correspondence course through the University of Phoenix. Just, just to get them up to speed with everything, you know. Now I don't have to do that, so yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, also it also kind of implies this headline that um, maybe they plunged the knife into um, her best friend's ear.
2: Oh, yeah, it doesn't really say where they <laughs> yeah. plunged a knife before plunging knife in ear. I, you know, I, I mm. never saw that movie, but was there a lot of knife play in the movie? Yes. Oh there was. No, I don't. Oh, okay, know. I, yeah, I don't no, know. Either. I'm pretty
3: sure there isn't. I'm pretty what? sure
2: it's like oh, blindfold,
3: you know. In terms In of the, the con- I apparently from what I heard about this film is that it, they spend most of the movie is about contract law. <laughs> like literally the, most of the dialogue is is have uh, you looked at the contract? You look over that contract. So, you know, get it back to me, redline anything you
2: don't like. Let's 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 sit down and look at that contract over and over and over again. Was this like a contract you make prior to having sex this is the contract I guess
3: in the book and in the movie it's like what the guy's name is I don't Uh, know it's Christopher Robin Mr. Nimoy or something yeah Mr. Nimoy Uh, he has a contract like you're my sex slave and here's the contract and look it over yeah
2: are you supposed to in the BDSM world have contracts like do you have a contract no I do not have a contract are you supposed to I don't think you're supposed to um
3: and especially not you're supposed not supposed to have a sex slave contract because that's actually what that was it wasn't a liability like Oh, oh wait, that's what I thought. It's no, not a liability no, form. It's, it's like, like a like sex a, slave oh. thing. Which is stupid because it's yeah, I'm sure it's really li- binding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they're talking about like they're talking about apparently in the movie like he's teaching, you know, tort reform at fucking Fordham or something. Um but uh, yeah, no. It's, I guess it's a good form if you really want to cover all your bases to have a contract or a contract. something.
2: I you imagine know. I can see liability being, yeah. you know, something. I, I, almost, I or almost, feel almost like, feel yeah, a waiver. Yeah, a waiver or something. So, I think college students should get those because that
3: way, you know, that way you won't get, especially now in the you know the Me Too era. You want to be sure everyone's you know on board with what's People going on. People are quite on. litigious these days, yeah. so you want to you know even if they're not it's still you know still a, a bad idea so it's especially if you're doing shit on like the first with somebody you don't know that well it's good to cover i mean i have thinking back i've done some things where it's like i should have known that person a little better before getting into that situation with them
2: well think about it you're breaking out the paddle or some restraints and things like that and then you try to ghost her because she's a psycho well, now she could probably go to the cops if she wanted to and say something happened.
3: Yeah, I've had friends of mine. And she has
2: marks. I've had friends you know? of mine that
3: that happened to yeah. sure.
2: That's why you need a contract. You'd yeah. be like, officers, we actually have a contract mm-hmm. here on page 6A of... Uh- <laughs> Generally, I don't do
3: anything like that with someone that I would ghost. Hmm. Yeah. I, I Usually, if, I, if I'm doing... so, It's like some someone I at least acknowledge the potential for a relationship with, so... But this is kind of me. Anyway, Sarah Holden, 25, and Shauna Littlewood, 26, were enjoying a girly weekend together, whatever the <laughs> fuck that means. But a bit of fun turned into a monstrous crime with devastating consequences.
2: So girly weekend, they probably were going to watch like Steel Magnolias, eat a bunch of chocolate. Spice World. Get some Yo Plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People still eat those. Some Gogurt.
3: Go-Gurt. Yeah. Um, is your place I don't know, is your place still a thing or yeah. I don't know. You would think Shobani would have surpassed it in the
2: When I'm menstruating it makes me feel better.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it
2: relaxes me, my Yo plays.
3: Riding the pink <laughs> horse. Uh Sarah was tied down to a bed by Littlewood, who then drove a kitchen knife into it into a chest. Thanks, writer. Hmm. Whilst dis- whilst whispering the two chilling words Sorry, princess. These girls are, were friends. Sorry, Mario, but the princess <laughs> is in another castle. Ha, you're dead. Ha, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Sorry. What were you asking me? Wait, they,
2: these two girls were friends before this insert? It was just like a one-night stand kind of thing. I'm going to get to that, right. but they were friends. Yeah. Uh, they were having a girly weekend. Just hanging out yeah. with the girls.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, like when you and I have our guys weekend. Oh, we do that all yeah. the time. uh-huh. Watch Charles Bronson movies. That's right. Um, sorry yeah. Sorry, Princess. To me, it's either, the, you know, sorry with the princess in another castle, or for some reason in my mind, I read it like, bye, Felicia. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like. Stat- yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah suffered internal bleeding close to her heart, a punctured lung, and required more than 50 stitches to her face, as well as leg, chest, and neck injuries.
2: God, this Fifty Shades of Grey game does not sound fun. No.
3: She not only ripped apart our friendship, but she also literally ripped me apart too. (laughs) So, yeah, that's an actual quote. Um, Little oh, so does Wood- she really sound like Colonel Sanders? No, she doesn't. My... I don't know why I read it <laughs> like that. It's just, this, this is like so dramatic. This this story is, is the most amazing thing about it. <laughs> it's so melodramatic, like all the, you know, ugh, quotes and everything. Littlewood only stopped her terrifying assault to call a family friend and
2: confess to the stabbing. Why did she stab her? Is it part of the sex game like gone awry or is she just a psychotic person? I think she was a psychotic person. Okay.
3: Um uh, yeah, so she has now been jailed for life after attempting ad- admitting attempted murder. Uh sentencing, uh at sentencing uh judge Bayliss said she posed a serious danger to the public. It was a motiveless attack, but had
2: an element of premeditation and persistence, he added. I mean, it sound well What I don't get about it It is how did they get from like watching Steel Magnolias or Claws or something on Netflix and then being tied up in the bed with a knife? I just don't understand how that transpired. You will. Okay. Yeah. Um, You will believe a man can fly. (laughs) Miss Holden today
3: said, I long to know why Shauna attacked me, but I doubt I ever will. (laughs) We had been friends for almost two decades When we laughed and chatted together that night, we were just having a bit of fun. But something turned her into a monster.
2: Now you sound like the slutty grandma from Golden Girls. What was her name? Sophia Blanche. No, Blanche.
4: Blanche. Yeah, Yeah, I'm kind of going for like a designing women. I see that. Yeah, Delta Delta Burke Burke kind of thing.
2: thing. Are they from the south? No, it's in England. (laughs) Just the dial you know, I'm gonna go with this and quick question. The, yeah, the dialogue here, go with it, you know, know, it
3: just I don't know, it screams <laughs> south to me. Um, yeah, it's in fucking South Yorkshire, for God's sake. So you know you're gonna be like foghorn, leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> I see I, uh, <laughs> I say I say I see I've been left unable to trust anybody whilst the scars have left me insecure and ashamed of my body. I'd love to find a way to forgive her, but I don't think I ever can. Chicken hawks love chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Colonel Stonewall Jackson, 1863. Um, Sure. The traumatized uh, call center operator uh, confessed to having a broken body, wrecked nerves, and shattered
2: dreams. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, she did get stabbed in the chest. You're giving me nothing but the shattered dreams. It's the worst girls weekend ever. I feel like
3: I should run away yeah. to a place to hide. Yeah, so I, when I first read that sentence, I thought it meant that the <laughs> the call center operator, like the 911 operator that they she called. She had the, the broken she dreams. Yeah, she was oh. so tra- traumatized from taking the call <laughs> that she's, no. It's The person also worked as a call center operator um she said she went to stay with littlewood at her home in dewsbury west yorkshire and enjoyed some drinks miss holden added something happened and i leaned in to kiss shauna it was crazy because i'd never fancied shauna i'd loved her in a very different way but something just came over me and I couldn't stop myself. When we kissed, I pulled away to ask her if she was sure as I feared it would make our friendship awkward if she didn't feel the same way. But-
2: <laughs> <laughs> that voice is killing me. So wait, wait, wait. They were drinking Buckfast or whatever. It got really wasted and they decided to uh, have like scissor each other or something Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God, that's that's crazy. You know, I I've heard that a lot of girls do kind of get like that when they're drunk. They'll mm-hmm. kinda of mess around with it with a chick or whatever, but not their best friend.
3: Yeah. Typically. And I when they were in their mid twenties, it's like this is what happens when you don't go to college. Yeah, exactly. You know? So happens, you
2: don't when you don't go to college, you get that out of the way. Yeah. Do your experimentation in college. This is when you don't you do, go to college. You do it later, you end up yeah, you murdering do it later.
3: motherfuckers. So um yeah. But I was amazed. When she grabbed my hand and led me to her bedroom, Shauna lay me down on the bed and then she looked me dead in the eye and asked if she could tie me up. I was so taken over in the moment that I agreed, so she bound my arms and legs to the posts of her bed using
2: our own dressing gown cords. Uh, <laughs> Now now it's kind of seeming like driving Miss Daisy. You sound like Miss Daisy. <laughs> I can't stick to one. <laughs> Accent, I'm sorry. Uh although it's getting pretty steamy. Yeah, I like where you're going with this. Shauna got up and
3: said she would be back in a minute. I I, I trusted her and I, I never could have imagined what would There's a line missing from this, I think. Um but Littlewood
2: returned to the bedroom moments later, waving the blade. So the one girl is tied up on the bed. Yeah. And uh, is she naked? We're assuming, maybe. I mean, they used the dressing gown cord, so... Ooh, yeah. So yeah. The, the, wow. Do you, do you usually, when you tie up a girl, do you have, like, your own... Restraints, or do you actually use like whatever's around? Like, here's a dirty old dish rag, and here's some shoe, shoe strings, or whatever. If I'm at her house, Shoelace. if I'm at her house, then I'll then lose. you got to be MacGyver, yeah. Uh, but if it's your house, it's like you have your own. I always uh, have a bunch of shit with an arm chains, reach. and yeah, <laughs> handcuffs. Um, yeah. So she's tied up naked in bed, mm. girl comes in waving a knife, yeah. That's always like, oh, uh, nuts, yeah. This and then i not... like, well, this is not how I planned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's always scary, yeah. I wonder wonder if this is like a homophobic response. Like if she was so offended by her friend coming on to her that she was going to kill her? Or is this part of her crazy psychotic fantasy? Huh. I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of weird.
3: It's all part of my psychotic rock and roll fantasy. Fantasy. Um, Miss Holden continued. I just remembered feeling a searing pain tearing through my leg and seeing a flash of silver. I wanted to cry out for help or to beg her to stop, but my tongue felt thick and heavy in my mouth and try as I might I could barely make a sound. When when I came to I was in the hospital surrounded by loved ones and they helped me piece together what had happened.
2: You just got cut, Miss Daisy. That bitch cut you, Miss Daisy. <laughs> I was devastated to
3: learn the extent of my injuries. I couldn't even speak, so I was given a whiteboard and marker to communicate with and the first thing I wrote was
2: Where is Shauna? Is she okay? What the girl that stabbed her? Yeah. God. Mm. Yeah, wow. Yeah, why why would you care about the uh the psycho? Yeah. You know, what did these girls look like? Were they attractive? Are they attractive? That's a great question. Yeah, I'm wondering, because in my mind I'm picturing two foxy looking women.
3: Um I honestly I'd be fucking surprised, but let's see.
2: Oh. Like I'm this. picturing like Tommy Laren and Ivanka Trump. Okay. Like that. Two hot kind of hot blondes. Mm. Ready to get into it. Ugh. Nope. Nope. Not even close. Nope. You are wrong. <laughs> you are very wrong. All right. Are they just two northern birds? Like UK yeah, e. North. It's, okay. It's all right. Not, all right. It's not good. It's not looking good for you. Any- yeah. It's real. It's real not good. All right. So, well, okay. It just killed my fantasy.
3: Yeah, so it goes to show you, you should just stuck with your goddamn imagination. Okay. You have to push it. Anyway. Um, uh, she was devastated. Blah, 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 blah. She was hospitalized for three weeks. We'd been best friends ever since Shauna's Falk. Oh, my God. She goes on and on and on. Um, she was there for me through every milestone, and I was utterly heartbroken that I'd lost her.
2: Not anymore, apparently. Yeah.
3: I mean, Mike, who talks like this?
2: You know? I, I don't know, but they definitely do not talk okay, like that in Northern yeah. England. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. She was there for me through every milestone, yeah? And I was utterly heartbroken that I'd lost her, right? Uh, like, like is that, maybe that's what it, yeah. I bet you that's okay, what they okay, actually yeah. sound like, yeah. <laughs>
1: all
2: right, all right. Like Lady Sovereign. Yeah. Uh,
3: Littlewood was ordered to serve a minimum of seven years before she would be
2: considered for parole. Dude, seven years, she stabbed her friend. Yes. And uh, almost killed her. Yeah. Seven years. The other woman, after years of abuse from her father, she gets nine. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of the same. It's funny,
3: because earlier in the article, you remember, they said, she has now been jailed for life. <laughs> this is the, the British extent of, of jailed <laughs> for life. Wow. So, um, yeah. And... Um, Apparently, the defend, defense attorney said, uh, she's described herself as a monster. She will never drink alcohol again. Blame <laughs> oh, wait, so it on the booze, Blame it, it on the booze. Yeah.
2: Blame, Blame it, it on the, on the booze. booze. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, you go. You know, yeah, that's like the ambient defense. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I was pretty drunk. It turns me into a monster. Mm. Wow. Well, I, yeah. I would like to know what they were drinking. Um... I don't know. A couple Northern birds. Yeah. They're probably getting into like, I would say Buckfast or something. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know if they drink that in Northern England, but I'm assuming they do. Yeah. Something. Mm. Anyway. All right. Uh, people, send your story. cigarette podcast, hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, but before we get to that, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! then go to
3: adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50%
0: off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and mukaki. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon
2: code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few phone calls to get to, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we have here is from this, I haven't heard from this listener in a long time. She used to call in all the time back in the, uh, uh, like before uh, you started the show, back in the day, um, but I haven't heard from her in a while, so it's kind of nice that she uh, gave us a ring. Hmm.
5: Second wrong, this is Hawaii, bitch.
2: Yeah, I don't think she ever called in while Hawaii, I was... bitch, I don't think so. Yeah. Been a
5: long time since I called... I cannot tell you how nice it was to have Wackerly back. I don't mind Harrison. He's fine. I don't (laughs) mind his
2: voice and his
5: lip smacking. All that is fine. But Lance has...
2: (laughs) Meow. I like how she's like, it's fine. I don't mind his sense of humor. It's fine. His lip smacking. That's fine, too. Good God. Jesus.
5: Certain amount of intelligence that he brings <laughs> to the podcast that just, it's a different dynamic and you guys have obviously been lifelong friends. It's obvious when you guys are together and it was very nice to have you back, Lackery I
2: love how like, Wackerly brings intelligence to the show. Me and you, it's Mm. just this crude, boorish mess of a radio show. (laughs) It's like, you're not gonna learn anything. All we talk about are fart jokes and shit stories. That's pretty much it. When you add Wackerly, then you actually get intelligent discourse. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, Wackerly loves shit stories, okay?
5: Mm. Miss you, love you, and let me just make this clear. As in the other 99.99% of women in the world, none of us give a fuck what John Steele has to say. So maybe you should drop that part? I don't know. I don't like that part about since Lance Wackerly left. John Steele, no, a little less, a lot less. All right, love you guys. Love you, Dee. Love you, Harrison. Love you, Wackerly. Take care. Aloha.
2: You know, John Steele is a polarizing figure. I, I kind of yeah. feel, I feel like he's polarizing even among men, but I think women, there's no polarizing. They just hate him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't think of any women that are like, oh, I really look forward to what John Steele has to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i told my girlfriend about that call. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. She's like, who gives a shit what he has to say? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's, it's, it's good humor. It's funny. And I was like, she's like, yeah, maybe you think so. Hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I I love catching up with John Steele every now and then. Um, I kind of want him to turn Fistful of Steel into his own show. I'm actually trying to get him to do a YouTube, like a YouTube live situation. Sure. Which yeah. I think would be more effective than having him on Sick and Wrong. Because yeah. The thing is with our show, you know, we... It's kind of difficult to schedule. We kind of are going in a in a you know a, d- a different direction than including uh, fistful of steel like on a regular basis. So I feel steel who's so prolific in his ranting, and would be I think if he had a show on YouTube where you can actually see that weirdo, yeah, because he's got like the bug eyes, the bald head, mm. the huge crazy beard. I think that would resonate quite a bit more than being on this show once. Of course, in a yeah. So I'm gonna to talk to him about that. So stay tuned, people. You might be hearing Fistful of Steel on his own YouTube channel. Yeah, I think it'd be good to have him like on the Patreon. You know what I mean? And then that's a good idea you know,
3: too. Actually, k- kick him a little fucking cash or something. You know, yeah, Every that's time he idea. does a rant. Why well, not?
2: I was gonna. What I was gonna do is set him up with. Uh, I was gonna set him up with like show him how to do YouTube Live and get mm. that going because I think he could actually make money. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's all the all the Alex Jones fans. Mm. You know uh, all the people who uh, are um, you know upset against the people kneeling in the NFL. I'm sure those people would be more than willing to give him some money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all the mig toes out there and the, the incels would be like, "Oh my god, we have a new leader! This is great!" But yeah, I'm going to talk to him about that. I think I just think it'd be more entertaining to actually be able to see Steele giving the rants.
3: Yeah, so, I think he can be like the. Um, you know, like, I don't know, Roseanne is to Frasier. He can beat, Steele can beat to, I don't know, Jordan
2: Peterson or something, you know?
3: <laughs> well, the other it. thing
2: too, he's got such a weird apartment, like his dorm room that he lives in, to have the background of the dorm room in it, that's even weirder too. I don't know if you ever seen pictures of where he lives. No, but I have imagined bizarre. it in my mind. It's bizarre. Yeah, It's like pictures of like... 80s action heroes mm. framed mm. and then comedians mm. and then like a whole bar of just like shitty whiskey mm. it, it's very weird and like sports jerseys it's it's almost like a dorm or it's yeah i would say it's like a dorm room of like from from a kid in like uh, animal house mm. You know, it's like a room in Animal House. It's yeah. like someone from the '80s. It's it's like a time capsule. Mm. I think that should be on video. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to help him out with it. Yeah, then we'll get him like a an actual webcam. It's or like the room how of how
3: a, a college kid that got stuck inside of like a Philips CDI video game from 1991. <laughs> and then just and then, like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, then and they
2: then, came back or yeah. something. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's okay. really, really bizarre. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Hawaii bitch. It's mm. always nice to uh, to hear. Um, from a woman calling the show, it's always good. It's always comforting, but it's nice to catch up with you too. It's always good to hear about how I'm dumbing down the show. <laughs> I just love it. As soon as yeah. Wackerly exited the show, all the intelligence went with it. You know, now it's just this very crude program yeah. here. Um, that, that, that's uh, thank you for that. Uh, next call we have here is from uh, Dwayne called in asking about our upcoming uh, European tour.
5: Hello, D. you Harrison. It's um, Dwayne. Um, I'm a bit pissed off. And Ooh. I understand how the Scottish people felt like when I took the piss out of them for you coming to London and not going to Scotland. Because I go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every year. I've been going for about 10 years. It's good. But this year, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm just hoping that you guys can come down to London and get fucked like you normally do. Um I'm enjoying the show. It's not a very interesting phone call, so you might not get paid, but please come to London. And all you Scottish people that are gonna take the piss out of me I'll accept it. Bye.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the Scottish fans are loving, loving hearing the English fans begging us to come down to their, to yeah. their, their part of the UK. Well, it takes a big man to... Admit whatever <laughs> we have more fun admitted. with the Scots, all right? <laughs> um, now, you know, I don't know what we're going to do yet. Mm. I know we're doing one show in Edinburgh yeah. on the, 6th, the 14th of August. Mm. Um, we're, do, we're going to do that show. We'll probably hang out in Edinburgh for a bit. I've heard that the Fringe Festival is just an insane time. Yeah. In uh, Scotland. Like the whole city's kind of crazy. Sure. Bars are open to like 5 a.m. So I kind of want to check it out. Plus there's all sorts of shows going on. Hmm. You you said Hung Young Terrorist is going to be doing. Be there. She's oh, yeah. going to be doing shows too, right?
3: Uh-huh. She's doing shows for like fucking two weeks or some shit there. God, that's crazy. Yeah. She must
2: have, she paid for that though, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. If you pay for it, you can actually, we probably could have done a week of shows, but Mm. whatever. We got offered one night, so we're doing one night. But then after that, I think... uh, We only really
3: asked for two nights. Yeah, that's true. Um,
2: I think after that, Harrison does have family in London, and uh, I may be swinging through London to go elsewhere, because I'm going to get tattooed the next week. So, yep, I'm sure we'll end up meeting up with... I love meeting up with the English fans. Yeah. And we always have a good time probably end up uh coordinating some kind of meetup at the world's end or some other lowly tavern <laughs> camden town so we're, we're, we were planning trying to
3: figure out like oh can we do a show down there i don't know we how. got a lot to do man i don't know like i don't know if it seems like that'd be hard to
2: i just think it'd be yeah. difficult to find yeah. a space to do the yeah. show but yeah. i mean we could you know arrange a meet up maybe a week before and yeah. like hey like That's... a friday night or something right. Um, the seventeenth or something, we could meet up and like go hit some bars. I love, I love. It's always a good time, and I'm sure Dwayne is going to make me do uh, that. What was, what was that? That stuff that like limey crack rock where it's like you're smoke. You're like huffing alcohol vapors. Yeah, or something. I'm sure he. I'm sure he'd love to buy me a shot of that. It's always good for me. That's why. That's why you know. You look at me now. And you're like, you're only forty three, but you look sixty. Mm. Joking. Anyway. Uh, Dwayne, we will uh, we, we plan to hang out. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have like Facebook events come in shortly. Uh, we have two more calls to get to. It's a two-parter, actually. It's one more call, but it's two parts. So essentially, it is two more calls. But it's uh, Jizzy Jake. Good old Jizzy, Jizzy Jake. Jizzy Jake, Jizzy Jake. Regaling us with a tale about his cat.
4: All right. All right, boys, it's Jizzy Jake again, baby, and I got some shit to tell you about my cat. Just so y'all know that,
2: you know, you should have read your story in the Jizzy Jake voice. Yeah, is this how he <laughs> always sounds? I feel like he's putting on a weird, like it's kind of like Kid Rock kind of getting really southern. Yeah, or something, you know, yeah, you know? You know, like Kid Rock trying to do an Elvis thing or something. <laughs> I don't know.
4: Y'all should, you know, play my legendary Ma Deep shit stories along with my other pet story, where it is my cat doing things
3: he's getting north florida
2: on us right now yeah Yeah. that's what this is it's like a jacksonville accent or something
4: so anyways fucking um by the way i love y'all so uh anyways fucking um just got done banging this chinese kenyan chick dude like and she was jacked dude she was like trained for mma and shit dude
2: that's hot chinese kenyan girl that's fucking trying to how the fuck did you pull that off? Yeah, I'm trying to you picture, picture that. Human. Yeah, how the hell did Jizzy yeah. Jake an MMA, beg an MMA Chinese Kenyan girl? It's one of my fantasies, actually. What, an MMA Chinese Kenyan girl? An... Yes, that specific. <laughs> an MMA woman, you know? But do you want to do like, do you want to be, you know how like those, uh, those dudes that call themselves schmoes that get wrestled by women where they like constrict their neck with their legs and you jack off? No, I don't really want to do that. Oh. <laughs> um I def I do I want to be
3: overpowered by them? sure. I don't go. want to do I don't, I don't want to do like weird specific wrestling moves, you know, to reenact the Ultimate Warrior fights the fucking Undertaker or whatever the fuck those people are into. I'm do you remember. Really...
2: that giantess I interviewed? I forget her name. Sure. But yeah. she said a lot of guys like to be lifted lifted and carried. Oh, is, yeah. is that what you want to do? You oh, want yeah. to have a woman just pick you up like a like a baby? Um, no more like a sack of potatoes just over their yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's you're not a like, big guy too you yeah, need a strong woman I know, to do it's, that it's, it's a hard thing to fulfill yeah. um, but it, it's not something like I like I don't know what it, what I do at that point I'd be like oh alright well um, it's just kind of like a fun thing that went, you know bucket list
2: kind of fun thing I get that's what yeah. I remember asking her I can't remember her name right now yeah. Amazon Amanda or something Yes, yeah, but like I that. remember asking her like so where do you carry them to? She's like, that's not the point. Yeah. She's like, they just want to be lifted and carried like a small child. I'm like, okay. You're not really a
3: journey person, are you? You're a destination person.
2: Well, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I guess that's, I want, I want to be like, are you taking me to, yeah. the, to the other room so I can <laughs> grab a beer? Like, oh, like, where are we going with this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't savor the journey. <laughs> Are we going to the Ralphs? Can I pick <laughs> can I pick
3: pick up some uh, whitefish on the way? I mean, if you're gonna
4: be
2: carrying mm-hmm. me, we might as well do something.
4: Mm-hmm. And like she uh would, like, always wrestle my, like, dude friends and, like, beat them up and shit, dude. And I'd be like, yo, baby, come on, man. Like, you can't be beating my friends up like that, man. They're all feeling weird and shit, you know? And she was like, what? And then she'd, like, flex on me and shit, and I'd had to back the fuck down because, like, you know, this Chinese Kenyan chick was like, eh. Anyways, dude, when, when I would fuck her, dude, she would be, slowly be like, yeah, daddy, yeah, daddy, oh, daddy. And she kept saying it over and it made me feel really weird for the first couple times. I'd be fuck, but, like, Really, like at, by the by the end of the whole fucking thing, I would just kind of be like, "Yeah, Daddy's taking you to school. Get in the van, baby. We're about to be late." You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you ever had any girls call you Daddy like that? Um, only only one. And was, I... she, was she? But what what ethnic group was she from? She was um, half black, half Puerto Rican. That's that's what I've heard. I've heard that, like a lot of Hispanic girls love to yell out "Daddy." Well, kind here's the sex. thing. Now everybody likes to yell out "Daddy." Apparently, I've only had that maybe once. Younger, you
3: know, it's like is a it a thing. younger thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Um, hmm. It's like a generational thing, you know. I guess because of the rise of incest porn or something, and you know, it's one of those things that they just women just assume every guy's into, so they want lot of, you know,
2: yell be like "fuck me harder, Daddy." Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Oof, it's creepy. Yeah. I don't like it. You're you're um, not into the the daddy. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am not.
3: And and this though, chick in particular was like I, I think I met her on fucking fet Life or some shit. But she, she was a little. So that was her like. But oh, she was jam. a little. Yeah, she was a little. So she was a little person. No. Oh. They call them littles on fet Life. It's a fetit. It's like a. Oh, cause I'm they're a small. little girl and you're daddy and oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like a yeah. Oh, okay. They call okay. them
2: littles. I totally thought you were banging dwarfs. <laughs> Even dwarfs started small. You know? um, she was a munchkin. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so wait, littles are like people that have the, the, the child fetish. Like think they, they want to be. No, it's so, not a child fetish. Well, they think they're kids. They, think they're, they don't think they're kids. It's complicated. All right. I'm confused already. It's like it's like
3: I'm a I'm a your your girl, daddy. It's like weird. I don't know what it is. It, I, by that logic, it, it's no more that than you know a girl saying "daddy"
2: is is actually incest. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I always it's, thought it was "daddy" because they're dominating you. Like you're their daddy because you're dominating them. I, I
3: wish it was that simple. I think it's far more complex than that. Hmm. Yeah. Mm.
2: So. Um interesting yeah. so uh jizzy jake has a woman yelling fuck me daddy sure one time i
3: was i was dating a chick and whenever we had sex she would always go fuck my pussy fuck my pussy and 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 i was just like it would totally take me out i'm just like it's so weird it's such a weird thing to say. Why are you saying that? I wouldn't, you know, I'd just pretend
2: she wasn't saying that. <laughs> I remember I hooked up with this girl one time. It was after my friend uh, a friend's wedding. It was a girl that was a friend of hers at this wedding. I made to hook up. She was saying similar things, Yeah. but anatomically correct. Like, stick your penis in my vagina. Jack your penis off, or masturbate your <laughs> penis in my face. And like, I remember just being like, why don't you say like, You know, jack my dick off in your face or something. Mm. Or I want to taste your semen. Mm. It's like she kept saying all the the anatomically correct terms. And it wasn't sexy. Like, would that that be weird? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, call it a dick. I Mm. don't care. Mm. (laughs) Whatever. You know? (laughs) Heat-seeking moisture missile. I don't care what you say. Just don't say penis. Mm. It's like, I want to feel your testicles. Mm. It's like... (laughs) I don't know. I just remember it being somewhat unnerving. Yeah, it's a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> it's
4: like you know. It's- you know, it was kind of hot, you know, in the end of it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, shit, hold well, on, where were we at? Oh, yeah, anyways, I was, uh, banging the Chinese Kenyan chick, and then, uh, you know, I took the condom off, you know, and I fucking threw it next to the bed, and then fucking, like, she was like, don't do that, don't throw it next to the bed, that's gross, you know? She was a very fucking, like, you know, tight, tight-ass bitch, and, uh, hold on, I shouldn't say bitch so much, I said say a tight-ass female who happened to nag. <laughs> <laughs> She
2: was a tight ass yeah. female who happened to nag. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right.
3: Man, Def Jam comedy isn't what it used to be. <laughs> my God. Yeah, I've mm. heard Kevin
2: Hart say that
4: more than once. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, fucking um, yeah. So threw it next to my fucking bed, and uh, and my and she was like, no, 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 don't do that. And I was like, no, no, it's all right, man. I'm gonna pick it up here in a second. And like this jism, fucking like <laughs> this jism, fucking um. A uh, 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 condom, dude. My fucking cat came over and she fucking ate the fucking thing within fucking thirty no. seconds of me sitting it down. Mm. So I like literally set it down. Like was trying to roll out of bed and shit. I was like, oh man, let me roll the fuck over. And I was like, <gasps> holy shit! Wow, where the fuck did it go? And I'm like well. searching all over for it, like like fucking Ben Stiller and fucking something about marriage. Like where the fuck did it go, dude? I'm like <laughs> looking under the bed. I'm looking like underneath the covers and shit, dude. I'm looking <laughs> and uh.
2: Do you think Jizzy Jake has a mattress on the ground? Yeah. I don't think he has a full bed. He either has a futon, or I think he just has like an old mattress on the ground. Yeah, I mean... To
3: be honest, I I didn't even... When I moved here for the first year, at least a year and a half I was here, I just had a mattress on the ground.
2: You know, I've heard that's one of... That's one of the biggest turnoffs to women. Yeah. Like if they go back to a guy's house and they have a, they don't have an actual bed. Uh-huh. A lot of them will still fuck you. Yeah. Just once, but they won't fuck you again because of that.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal for the kind of women I usually truck with. Yeah, that's true.
2: and Plus, <laughs> more often than not, aren't you paying them? No, I've never <laughs>
3: paid for it in my
4: life.
2: <laughs>
3: Some of them happen to be prostitutes. But that doesn't mean I fucking pay them. Jesus. <laughs> Anyway,
4: and then we find Callie. The Callie's my cat, and uh, we we find her like in the corner just going, Aah! 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 Oh shit, hold on, I gotta call you back. right back.
3: <laughs> are we on hold? Did he summon a bunch of <laughs> tomcats with his mating call? Who else is calling Jizzy Jake right <laughs> now?
2: Is that the end of the call or are we on Didn't hold? No, this
3: part two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay.
4: So anyways, anyways, uh, we're sitting there fucking just like watching my cat like with fucking like piercing eyes, you know? Like I've been up all night tripping and shit. I just had sex with a Chinese Kenyan and uh, you know, and then fucking like, (laughs) and then fucking, you know, we're just sitting there watching my cat go, Just waiting for her to just like projectile puke like a fucking a semen death child or something like out of a fucking and, and we are like oh.
2: <laughs> a semen death child <laughs> that's a good name for an 80s hair metal band yeah
3: or like a destiny's child covered band you know? <laughs> a
2: semen death child <laughs> we do black metal covers of destiny's child songs we're semen
3: death child
2: how much meth do you mm-hmm. think was smoked that night I don't know. I think a lot. Yeah, it sounds like he's on a lot of meth. That's his jam. I would say so. He said he was tripping. You don't
3: say you're tripping if you're up on meth all night. You just don't. I imagine
2: Jizzy Jake is down for anything. Okay. Yeah.
4: Oh my god, dude, we're gonna have to take her to the vet, dude, and we was like walk out of the fucking room. And we walked back in, dude, and she threw up. Well, she, so the whole thing is that, like, she actually didn't need the hydro peroxide. She didn't need the classical music. All she needed us to do was leave her the fuck alone. We walked out for 30 fucking oh. seconds and we came back in. And she projectile, well, I mean, I guess I didn't see her projectile, but, she did. but like, the way that I imagine it is her, like, just, <laughs> like, you know, alien, alien death fucking, like, mouth, you know, the, the thing that, like, bust through people's heads and shit you know just chestburster
3: alien death mouth I'm with musical performances by alien death mouth and semen
2: death Child. yeah I'm skeptical of the whole mm. authenticity of this entire scenario okay I actually think this is something he envisioned in his mind I don't think this I think it's a hallucination I don't think that cat I bet you there isn't even a cat okay I feel bad if I'd feel sorry for Jesse Jake's cat hmm What do you think that cat's eating?
4: (laughs) Like all over the fucking place, you know? But uh, anyway, so that's like my Callie story about her eating my condom and stuff. Um, All right. You know, let's just just like talk for one more second. Could you imagine trying to swallow an unraveled uh, Magnum condom uh, full of jizz? And like, you know, could you imagine what that would feel like? oh man, it would be like sipping that ramen noodle that like you don't break up the package or something, you know, you just leave the whole package, but you don't chew it, and you just like kind of gargle it a little bit and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, so like that, you know, uh, sorry about Hecumica, or a Lock, this stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, um, R.P. Mwadib, well, n- number one and foremost, and uh, I love y'all, and uh, you know, animals are cool, man. Uh, all right, man.
2: Talk to y'all later. Peace. I love this kid more and more. Every yeah, time yeah. He calls, He's one of my you know? favorite callers. Yeah. God, he calls so, He, I mean, he calls all the time. Yeah. So I have like a backlog of calls. That's, that's why people, if you want to hear more Jizzy Jake, you got to subscribe to Patreon because that's usually where we play these calls. Right. I True. mean, the guy calls in like, I don't know, True 10 that. times a week. Hmm something with just these nonsensical stories. Yeah. Hecamys, Hecamecalocalus, Hecamelopulous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay, I don't know, you know, I don't hmm. know what that kid is on. Hmm. He's on something. Yeah. But I would Most I def. would definitely party with that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would definitely party with that guy. Have you ever had an animal swallow condom? I have not, thankfully. It's never happened to me, but I've hmm. had a friend. I want to say it was Joe Kelly okay but i might have to ask him about that because we're gonna give him a call in a second but uh a friend of mine maybe it wasn't joe i'm not sure anyway a friend of mine a dog ate the condom and that's happened to a lot of people i've heard dogs have eaten condoms out of trash cans dog like a cat eating a condom seems a bit weird to sure. me i yeah. my cats would go nowhere near that but i think yeah i don't i don't think my my cats would be too enthused about my jewish seed Mm. but uh dogs just don't give a shit dogs eat whatever but i had a friend whose uh girlfriend's dog ate the condom okay and they're waiting for it to like shit it out Mm. and it never happened and they're just like oh no and then they're worried that it might be stuck in his stomach Oh yeah yeah they're worried about it and then like he said like two days later Mm. the condom was just lodged in its asshole Like, it was just sticking out of its asshole, like a little tail. And they had to reach in and pull it out of its... Yeah, (laughs) you could do that
3: sometimes, yeah. God, it's terrible. Terrible. Anyway,
2: thank you, Jizzy Jake, for the the beautiful story there. (laughs) Incredible narrative. I want to hear more about this Chinese-Kenyan woman. Yeah, I do too. I want to know how they met. Mm. That's what I want to know. Yeah. You know, I always find it funny when I... You meet these girls that do MMA, and dudes are like, "I'm a dude, you can't hurt me, I'm a dude," and it's like the girl will then like they'll be like, "Punch me in the face, mm. you know, punch me as hard as you can," and the girls just punch him and knock him the fuck out. Yeah, I was at a party last year with Ryan Keeley and she had a friend that does MMA. This girl named Colleen, I mean, this girl's biceps are as big as mine. I mean, probably bigger, and yeah. she knows how to fight because she's a fighter. Sure, and there was some like dumbass meathead. It was probably like, you know, a six foot two, kind of a big guy. And he was the same kind of deal. It was just like, all right, you're a girl. How hard can you punch? Just punch me. Come on, yeah. punch me. <laughs> and she punched him in the chest. Yeah. And you just saw this like purple, like indentation of her entire fist. Yeah. In his chest. He said he Holy felt like shit. he was going to cry. Yeah. Because she punched him so hard. It's like, yeah, these people are trained fighters. I mean, I don't care if you think it's a woman. It's like, yeah, she's a trained fighter. She trains every day. She'll kick the fuck out of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man. Anyway. So uh Joe Kelly's coming down this week uh to tattoo and I told him that uh we'd give him a quick plug. All so right. uh let's let's give that guy a call real quick here.
4: All
1: right. Hey, what's up? Joe Kelly. What How's it up? going? D Simon.
2: Hey, hey, you're you're on here on a sick and wrong here with uh Dean Harrison. So uh, I want to give you a plug. You're coming down to, to do some tattoos. And uh, what, what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm coming down to do some, uh, do some sweet tats.
2: Some sweet at, tats, uh, bro.
1: Alchemy um, on uh, Thursday. Thursday to uh, Saturday. So I so- think anybody who, should, uh, who listens to the podcast should support Chicken Wrong.
2: So Alchemy some, uh, Tattoo is in uh, Silver Lake, right? On Sunset? Yeah, Silver Lake. Sunset. It's a pretty cool shop, actually. And so you'll be there just doing walk-ins, or should people con- like email you or something, or email the show, and then I'll put them in contact with you?
1: Yeah, either or. Um, either uh, contact me and set something up, or uh, feel free to just stop by, and if I have time, I can, uh, you know
2: with d simon portrait or something oh yeah nice d simon portrait that'd be that'd be pretty good maybe get the sick and wrong logo tattooed right above your vagina (laughs) that'd be a sexy tattoo yeah why wouldn't you get that or uh, maybe a tramp stamp with a sick and wrong Just sick and wrong tramp stamp so um you're gonna be there thursday through saturday uh people what, what is your what's your email address or website. Joe
1: Kelly
2: 77 at Gmail, or you can go on my website, which is com, Or uh, you can email you know. sick around podcast at hotmail.com and I'll put you in contact with them. So, Joe is. So, if you're a Southern California resident, now's your chance to get tattooed by Joe Kelly. However, I want to caution you people. I sent Joe a picture of a girl who. Um, had her butthole tattooed. I I believe it said nasty bitch around it. And there was like, it looked like a mandala kind of, it didn't kind of look like a mandala, like half a mandala around her, her butthole. And it said nasty bitch. And I said to Joe and Joe said, that's disgusting. So if one of our listeners, I'm just hypothetically speaking, if one of our listeners wanted to get her asshole tattooed, would you do it?
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody, but um, you'd have to be pretty uh, attractive.
2: Oh, okay. So you uh, have to be an attractive girl to get her for you to right. tattoo their asshole. So okay, get to get your butthole. Yeah. Thousand dollars. Would you do like Sarah Sanders? Sarah Huckabee Sanders wants to get her asshole tattooed. Would you do it for a thousand bucks? No way. I,
1: yeah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders would have to be like, I don't know.
2: Minimum ten grand. So ten grand for Sarah Sanders. Okay, what about grand. what about uh Tommy Laren? You know who that is? No, who is that? She's that kind of blonde girl. She's blonde, she's really attractive, she's like a Republican pundit. I think she's on Fox News. All right, what Avan mm-hmm. Iv- Trump. Would you do Ivanka Trump's Ivanka asshole? Trump. For a thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll do that for uh I do that for for I do that for five hundred. I do her butthole for five hundred.
2: Five hundred. All right, what about Mitch McConnell?
1: But it would have to say like fuck Trump or fuck. (laughs) Uh,
2: What about Mitch McConnell? Would you do Mitch McConnell's asshole for five hundred dollars?
1: You know be great, Mitch Mitch, I would do like a turtle, like like on like the the butthole would be like part of the
3: design.
2: Wait, the the butthole would be the shell of the turtle or would the turtle's head be coming out of the butthole? Yes.
3: Right. All right, guys, come on. I'm sweating my balls off here.
2: Harrison's disgusted. Jesus Christ. All right, all right. right. I just wanted to know the parameters of, of how much it would cost for Joe Kelly to tattoo your asshole. It's 120
3: <laughs> degrees in here right now.
2: All right. So, Thursday through Saturday, Joe Kelly will be tattooing at Alchemy Tattoo in Silver Lake. So, if you're a Southern California resident, you might as well uh, take a chance to get tattooed by Joe.
1: All right, there
2: dude. There you go. Right. Yeah, there you go. Um, people email me. I'll forward it to you, man.
1: Okay, cool. All right, dude. I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you next week.
2: All right. See you later. All right. There you go. Now you get your asshole tattooed by Joe Kelly, professional tattoo artist. I was surprised. like, uh, I saw the picture from uh, Simply Lovely that, that, that posted. I don't think I sent it to you, but it was just a girl that had nasty bitch tattooed Around her asshole, and so okay. I sent it. I sent it to Steele to see what Steele had to say about it. Mm. Um, and I asked Steele, I was like, "So, do you approve of this type of tat work? Here, I'll show you the picture. Like, would you be into that? Oh my! Um, or do no, you care? I don't care. You would care. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's like a mandala around her asshole, and says, nasty bitch.' I asked Steele, and this is what Steele said: "Well, I think all tattoos are gay." Obviously, some tattoos are gayer than others. Mm. A nasty bitch tattoo in the asshole seems to be overkill. I think most guys can tell if a chick is a nasty bitch the minute he gets his first look at the girl's asshole. We can tell before we try to put our dick in her ass whether or not she's a nasty bitch. The tattoo's unnecessary. We'll figure it out. He kind of got offended by it. I was surprised. Mm. I know, Steele's very conservative when it comes to tattooing assholes okay <laughs> anyway go get your asshole tattooed by joe um, one more thing people we posted an rsvp list for our show at the edinburgh fringe festival on august 14th at the banshee in uh in scotland um unfortunately they they will not allow us to sell tickets however we can make this rsvp list and let them know how many people are coming and i guess they have tokens or something that they give you so but the the best the best thing the best strategy would be to show up early and get in the queue. But you can pick up tokens uh, I suppose if uh if you RSVP. So uh, if you go to our website sigronpodcast.com and you click on that picture of, uh, the, of the uh, the flyer. You can RSVP right there and, and then if we'll you have get a enough, good
3: idea. If you get enough tokens, you can trade it in for uh,
2: um, one of those switchblade combs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Those are those are, <laughs> those are mm. Sick and Wrong exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, best way to support the show is become a, becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Uh, we're posting a lot of interesting things on Patreon this day. You know what? Uh, I... <laughs> Not just this day, but these days. This day, sir. <laughs> this day, yeah. full score, and seven years ago. Um, no, I was going through. Uh, I was going through my hard drive when I was looking for pictures of my uh, naked ex-girlfriend, and I came across a clip that Wackily and I recorded at the old Chicken Wrong Studio in the Tenderloin, and it was like of these crackheads that live live next door to my apartment watching the Titanic and beating the fuck out of each other. I mean, it's like you can hear them shrieking and screaming and things being smashed, all the while Celine Dion singing that Titanic theme song, My Heart Will Go On. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty funny clip. Anyway, that's the type of thing we're posting to Patreon. Bonuses, clips, you know, 30 to 40 minutes of bonus content every week. So uh, go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong, sign up today, and uh, yeah, and partake. It'll be fun. Uh, also, uh, uh, we do have uh, and Wrong merch available at Sickerong Store, SickerongPodcast slash store. Uh, finally, here Sickerong song of the week came in from Sunny. This guy sent this to us on Facebook, and he he writes his grammar is like Cockney grammar. It's like this is how I imagine Chavs. This is Chavs write how they speak, I suppose. So I'm going to try to actually Harrison probably could read this. Can you do a Chav? Chad accent, probably yeah. right here it's
3: at the bottom there by the end it'll be southern but you know um <laughs> do you the podcast king dead set I'm not the cunt that tells what episode I started listening who gives a fuck Harrison you're a fucking funny cunt I'm sending this song of the week of my Sally's phone state f- from your jail yeah it makes oh. no
2: sense She'll fuck my baby's mom. <laughs> so yeah, that's the mm. that's the uh the operative part of this. Fuck my baby's mom, because he sent in a song by a, a Detroit rapper named Isham. Isham's like a satanic rapper. We might have even played an song on the show before. But the song is called Deadbeat Mom. And he's dedicating this to his baby mama. Mm. Okay. So uh so thank you, Sonny, for sending that in. Um, loving the accent. Uh, so we're gonna end the show here. with Sham, Deadbeat Mom, going out to Sonny's baby's mama. Uh, people, will be back next week with episode six forty four. Till then, take a squeezy. Yeah,
0: this goes out to all y'all slimy hoes. I don't know
2: what he's doing.
4: There.
0: Out to get away with murder. Tried to kill the cat. Always beat them innocent ones. Acting like they ain't doing I know. shit. I am not court. Use a deadbeat mom with your crooked ass wig. Bitch, you mad at me or the kids. I'm sick of this trick. She doing this shit. Fuck you and your friends of the court, bitch. I ain't tellin' about all that coke, you snorts. Take me to court. I ain't... And no child support I know why my ex-wife misbehaved Cause I got more bitches Than play for play Use a deadbeat mom A deadbeat mom Always got your hand out like I'm finna reach your palm Use a deadbeat mom A deadbeat mom Look daddy if you see a player Ring the alarm Use a deadbeat mom A deadbeat mom Always got your hand out like I'm finna reach your palm Use a deadbeat Deadbeat mom Look daddy if you see a player ring the alarm Yo be careful if you meet her Cause she's a man eater Knocking balls up out the park like Derek Jeter I thought she was a keeper till the shit got deeper She don't R-E-S-P-E-C-T shit like Aretha I was chillin' in my Beamer listening to Horn star voice busted in through the speaker Damn I hate I hate her, now I need a babysitter Starting to consider hiring a killer to get rid of her, every last bit of her. Four or five babies, and she ain't taking care of none of them. But screaming, Pay me, use a deadbeat, Mom, a deadbeat, Mom. Always got your hand out like I'm finna reach your palm. Use a deadbeat, Mom, a deadbeat, Mom. Look, Daddy, if you see a player, ring the alarm. Use a deadbeat, Mom, a deadbeat got your hand out like I'm finna reach a palm Use a deadbeat mom, a deadbeat mom Look daddy, if you see a player ring the alarm So if she coming your way, you're To be like, no way Her pussy's so big You might mistake it for a go-way She had too many babies And welfare paydays She like that bitch on next Friday fucking with Day-Day The bitch is hella lazy And also plus she crazy I told her pack her bags And she can go back home to Shady your nappy ass kid's hair is called the Cone Lady. She just a clucking chicken head without her own gravy. Bitch, leave me alone. Take care of your own babies. She got so many kids, I think she clone babies. But them the wrong. So I sing this song, babies I'm about to call the peoples on her Give me the phone, babies Social services This bitch has got me nervous I ain't seen her in a week She said she was going to get something to eat And she just left me here with about 15 kids And I'm thinking to myself What the fuck I did? I'm some rough girls, some rough girls
3: Man, they got tattoos and
4: hardcore hoes that's
0: a a nappy headed hoes there I'm gonna take that
4: now man
1: Man, that's hmm. um uh uh
4: yeah fuck you you fucking jews fucking hitler is the best fuck harrison fuck d simon go hitler You motherfuckers. Fucking Jews.